0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another segment of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. I'm your facilitator, Vincent Edwards, the one and only Mr. Speaker. But we're here today with On Point, with the bishop. How are you doing today, Bishop?
1: I am doing fine, sir. How are you this evening?
0: I'm doing just wonderful. I'm so glad to be here to continue our discussion on the Holy Spirit. And we're going to start off today by the topic of becoming acquainted with the Holy Spirit. When I think of, you know, acquaintances, you know, getting to know uh, someone, they have to be a person, an individual. Talk to us today how the Holy Spirit is a person.
1: Well, again, brother, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come and to be able just to discuss this particular series on the Holy Ghost. Um, I want to say this from the outset. It is, it is uh, vital that people understand the Holy Spirit is something or someone that you need to know for yourself. And I have several reasons why you must know uh, the Holy Spirit for yourself. First of all, please understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, The Holy Spirit is God. It's a part of the Trinity. And that means that in order to have a relationship with him, uh, you can do that just like you have a relationship with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is not something that you use just like a magic wand. When you want something, you use it only then. But the Holy Spirit is something that you develop a relationship with over a period of time of time. And you'll begin to see the manifestations of uh, the Holy Spirit as you develop your relationship uh, with him. Um, The Holy Spirit is also uh, important for us to know that it speaks to us. According to Acts 13 and 2, the Holy Ghost speaks to us. It also uh, has an emotion like a Person in the fact that it loves, according to Romans 15 and 30. And then also, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The Bible tells us that there are some things that we need to pray, and there are some prayers that need to be said, but they cannot be said in a regular language. They need to be said in the Spirit. Now, also, according to Hebrews 10 and 29, the Holy Spirit can also be insulted. Anytime you try to quench the Holy Spirit, you are insulting the Holy Spirit. How dare you tell the Spirit that you're not going to move today? You're not going to be seen today. Uh, you're not going to be used in a certain way. And and also the book of Ephesians four and thirty tells us that the Holy Spirit can become sad. So all of these emotions are critical in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And if we know that, it's just like having a relationship with a person. If you know that certain atmosphere will grieve the Holy Spirit, then you don't want to ever be placed in that particular atmosphere. So understand that the Holy Spirit is a person and is a part of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Uh, and that is a vital part of our relationship with him. The Holy Spirit is a person.
0: Excellent insight. So understanding that we have to have a relationship and know him for ourselves. You know, we make relationships with people on a daily basis sometimes and friendships throughout the years. And, and people come and people go and they come and go for all types of reasons, but help us to understand why developing a relationship with this person, the Holy spirit is very, very important because he will never leave you. He's always been here. Always will be help us to understand that.
1: Well, the Holy spirit will always be present. We might leave from the spirit. Let me give you an example. The Holy spirit can move upon us and give us directions in a certain area. And instead of going right, we will make a left. Well, because we did not go in the way that the Spirit led us, of course, we are going to have to face the consequences of our decision. But what I like about the Holy Ghost is that even though you went in an opposite direction, When you finally get back on track, I can speak for myself. Maybe I can't speak for anyone else. But when you finally get back on track, guess what? The Holy Ghost is right there with you as long as you are able to listen. And normally you are able to pick back up in many ways from where you were in the first place. Um, Let me also bring out this point while we're talking, is that the Holy Ghost has always been here. Uh In the book of Genesis, we find out that the Holy Spirit, according to the record, was hovering over the waters. And in the book of Revelation, the Holy Spirit is described as crying out with the bride. Uh, the Holy Ghost is not a new phenomenon, even though it came in the disciples who were there in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. But the, this particular phenomenon does not come and go just momentarily in the church. It's just not there um, just because you need it for a certain period of time. The Holy Spirit was present during Jesus's life on earth. Uh, he overshadowed Mary at conception and came upon Jesus like a dove at the baptism. If you read those passages of scriptures... Uh, uh, found in the gospel. Um, You will also find that uh, as believers, we need the Holy Spirit every day and in every season because seasons change, things change, people change, our assignments Mm -hmm. from God change. So we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in those areas. And it is understood that it has always been here. It has been here with the Father at the beginning, it has been with the sun at the beginning, and it is here right now. So I'm going to follow something that will always be there. And even if I get off track, the Holy Spirit will continue to be and do what it has been assigned to do. So that is a powerful concept when you look at the Holy Spirit in that uh, direction.
0: And what I hear in this statement that the Holy Spirit, he's always been here and always will be, it helps to to solidify the fact that the Holy Spirit is God. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Trinity and uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they are together and they work and they move and do things together. You,
0: you know... For myself, um, I really don't like change um, because, you know, it forces you to have to do different things. Um, But being in the military, I got accustomed to change. Most people don't like change, but the Holy Spirit changes. The Holy Spirit transforms. Help us to understand how and what's the importance of the transformational power of the Holy Ghost.
1: Well, the the transformation of the Holy Spirit is somewhat like this. Whenever you build a relationship with a person, for instance, if you've known someone for 20 years, at the beginning of that 20 years, they are a different person, more than likely, than what they will be 20 years later. And that is not something that can make you Um, regret the relationship, it just tells you that we are all different because we are growing and we are changing. And that's the same way, I believe, with the Holy Spirit. As we build a relationship with him, we can truly expect that he will work in our lives and make a difference. Uh, I think we have mentioned this before in another particular segment, where we talk that in John the 14th chapter, it tells us that the Holy Ghost is described as a comforter. Uh, The fact that Jesus had to leave and come back again tells us that he left his comforter with us while he was gone. And that comforter is the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit was described as a comforter. The truth and the one that just remains with us and and quite frankly, the Holy Spirit can help us to recall things that we've learned about God. If you look at John 16, you will find that uh, he's a counselor. And no one else can give you wise counsel, in my opinion, like the Holy Ghost can. And he guides us. It's, it's, it's a powerful thing when you are being counseled and you go in your own direction. But it's even more powerful when you're being counseled. Follow that counsel, because normally if you do what you are told, generally in all areas of life, the Holy Ghost will guide you and lead you and then by the same time convict you of the sin that you might have been involved in at one time or another. Uh, Also in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, it describes how the Holy Spirit teaches us how to pray. And helps us not to sin. And for us to think that as Christians, we need to be taught how to pray, uh, that is something that we all really need in the transformation of our lives. Lord, how should I pray? I may not even know what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit on the inside of me transforms me and helps me to pray in the way that I should on a day. Today basis, so I thank God for the transformation of uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, Paul even said in Romans twelve and one, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed." by the renewing of your mind. A part of that renewal that is found in Romans, the 12th chapter verses one and two, a part of that renewal helps us on our day-to-day walk with him. And the more we're renewed, the more we are changed, and the more we are transformed from where we were to where we would like to go. I am so happy for the transformation power of the Holy Ghost. Very happy for that.
0: From all of your years in the ministry, I know we hear a lot of teaching on all different types of things, but in your opinion, why is there limited teaching on the Holy Spirit, something that we will need, and then what do you think is the hesitancy of people actually forming a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because it's so critical.
1: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are in a modern society, and a lot of individuals believe that the things of old, uh, the things that happened in the Bible days, are not happening now. The Bible speaks of miracles, signs, and wonders, and the Bible speaks of miraculous things occurring when someone was filled with the Holy Ghost. And I honestly believe that a lot of people do not take seriously the power we really have on the inside. If God has a transformation power for you, according to the scripture, it happened in biblical days. Why can't it happen now? Why can't we see the same type of miracles and wonders and signs that we saw back then? I choose to believe that the reason why we may not see it as often now is because of our unbelief remember jesus could not do certain things at certain times in his ministry because of the unbelief of the people with that being said then i i honestly think that it's the same way today that because of our unbelief we will not operate in something uh, that we are not familiar with at all, and then another reason is because in many cases our churches, we uh, we don't operate. We we uh, especially during the COVID situation, uh, the COVID uh, pandemic, we have operated in what we have wanted, <laughs> not following really the spirit and the leading of the Lord. We have a time frame for certain things that we want. And after that time frame is done, we move on. But remember how the saints used to pray. Uh, Remember how the saints used to fast and seek God's face. Also remember how the saints had those uh, spiritual shut-ins. They would really seek for God's presence and really seek for God's guidance. And they accepted more of the Holy Spirit. Well, quite frankly, we are not in that type of era now but I just believe that there are some people, there's a remnant of people who really believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that God not only is good, but that he provides his spirit to move and to be with us in the fact uh, of, of what he said he was going to do. The Bible tells us that greater works uh, we would have. Uh, so if if the Bible speaks of that, then we need to be prepared to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that our mindset would change and where we can be open to the Lord and say, God, I know what the Bible says. And God, I also know that people may or may not believe like they should, but I believe you and I'm opening my heart to you. I'm opening my spirit to you. I want you to transform my life so that I can really have and build the type of relationship that I need in today's world with you through your Spirit. So the Holy Spirit transforms our lives, and as it does it, then we will reach back uh, to, the things of do- to the things of old and do uh, what the Spirit would like to do. Uh, a lot of these things, I believe, are not being done because we honestly believe uh, it's not uh, necessary anymore. We just come to church. We listen to a good sermon. We listen to some music and we go home. Uh, but but whatever happened to tarrying and, and whatever happened to really seeking God in his his presence, uh, that's a, a powerful format of the Holy Spirit. And as we are transformed, uh, the Holy Spirit will be there for us and lead us and guide us in the way that we should go.
0: Excellent insight, Bishop. I like, like to say, I, I just think that we have too much stuff and the stuff has replaced God, in my opinion, and we feel that we don't need him until we need him. And it reminds me of what one of my friends says, you know, we have as much of God as we want and mm. I'm not, uh, we, you know, if, if you, know, you want something, you'll go after it, but we have as much of the Holy Spirit as we want. Because we just choose the level of the relationship that we want. And I tell you, once you realize, once an individual realizes to have and walk so close with God that he can hear you and and have a relationship just like he's right there next to you, I think they will change. But it's all about how much of God do you want. Going to open up the floor real quick for any questions. Anybody have any questions uh, for Bishop Robert G. Rudolph on today on this segment of On Point? Anyone have any questions at all?
1: Yes, this is Blake speaking. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yes, go ahead, Brother Blake.
1: Uh, okay. Can you can you elaborate on the Holy Spirit um, creating a atmosphere? Because the world look, usually says, you know, it's a vibe. But can you elaborate more? Of uh, The Holy Spirit and his power to create atmospheres And the type of atmospheres and everything you will receive. Oh yes sir Anytime you are in God's presence Anytime you're in his presence There will be a leading and a guiding of the Holy Spirit There will be a change that will take place in the atmosphere And those people who really are believers of God And really believe that the Spirit leads them, they will be able to be change agents because they have God's Spirit. It it is critical for us to realize that we can change the atmosphere. Oh, yes, we can. We truly can change the atmosphere, but we need God's Spirit on the inside of us. We cannot change something that we don't have ourselves. We cannot change something if we're not a witness to it. So if you are an effective witness because you have the Holy Spirit, uh, if you have uh, the, the presence of God on the inside of you, and, and if the presence of God dwells on the inside of you, there cannot be a boring situation. It, it, it always has an uplift to it. And that's how I feel when I come to service, when I come to church, when I praise the Lord there will be an uplift in the service because the expectation is different. I have the spirit of God, and this will not be a status quo day. I have the spirit of God on the inside of me, and because of the spirit that I have that dwells within, it will uh, spread like a fire, literally spread like a fire, and I will change the atmosphere because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. So whenever you have a group of spirit-filled believers together, watch out. Because anything, literally anything can happen. And that's what occurs when the Spirit of God comes on the inside of you and you have his presence and you bring his presence into the place. It changes the atmosphere. It changes your surroundings.
0: Amazing. I have another question. <laughs> can you um
1: Gingo ex- elaborate more on the Holy Spirit giving answers and and, t- and speaking to you? Because a lot of people um think that there's a huge misconception, thinking that. Um, the, the clouds of, of the world and everything will open up and God will speak like a, a Mufasa kind of voice and say, my child, you know, but can you elaborate on how the Holy Spirit really speaks to you and connects with you? Yes, sir, I'd be happy to. Again, I repeat what I've, what I said earlier, that if you have the Holy Spirit and if you walk in the Holy Spirit, you will have a leading and guiding In different areas of your life. And like you just mentioned, many times the Spirit of God comes to us not in a big, boisterous way, but it comes to us in a still, small voice. And sometimes when we spend time with God, then we can recognize His signs. But the problem is that, uh, as Mr. Speaker mentioned earlier, sometimes we are so busy. In things and we're so busy in stuff that we can't hear the voice of God because our attention is elsewhere. But when you really have your private time, when you really have your quiet time, when you really seek God's face, you can hear what the Spirit is saying to you. And not only to you, but you can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And that's why I think it is uh, it is very important for uh, ministers and pastors and leaders to be able to spend time with God, not just preparing a sermon, because anybody can prepare a sermon, but when you spend time in prayer with God, he helps you and you develop that relationship with him so you know that he is speaking to you. A lot of times we make mistakes in life and we go in different turns and in different directions because, quite frankly, we're We're not used to hearing uh, his voice, and that's the problem. When we are not used to hearing his voice, when his voice becomes unfamiliar, when his presence becomes unfamiliar, we can't walk in the things of the Lord. So I I just think we need to spend time with him on a day-to-day basis, just as we do in building relationships with other people. We need to spend time with God. We need to spend time in his presence. And that way we are familiar with what the spirit is telling us and not flesh. Because in most cases, uh, we're thinking that the Holy Spirit is talking to us. But in actuality, that's something we want. Uh, But just like uh, we, we find with the words of Jesus, not my will, but thy will be done. And whenever you come to that point, whenever you're sold out to God, you can hear his voice. You can listen to what he is saying. We hear everything all around us, but I want to be able to stop, hear that still small voice and listen. Thank you, Bishop.
0: All right. Well, we're getting ready to close out. Um, Bishop, I want to say thank you so very much for sharing these three points with us today, that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's always been here and always will be, and that the Holy Spirit transforms our lives. Before we close, is there anything else you'd like to say today, Bishop Rudolph?
1: Well, I'm, again, happy that you've given me an opportunity to address uh, knowing the Holy Spirit for yourself and I uh, quote again a portion of Ephesians 5 and 18, but be filled with the spirit. And I would just suggest to you that the only way that we can become acquainted with the spirit of God is that we be filled with his spirit and we be filled with his presence. I I just want to have a word of prayer before we get off uh, the uh, podcast on today, because I just feel the leading of the Lord to just pray for those individuals who might be dealing with something. You never know what people are going through. never know what they're uh, dealing with. And so I'd like to just have a word of prayer. Go uh, right ahead. Everyone listening. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day. And I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you have given to me just to minister through this means on this particular day. Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over every person, Whatever they're going through, whatever they are dealing with, whatever the situation is on today, Father, I ask that you would strengthen them. I ask that you would lift them to where they need to be. And God, we rebuke the enemy right now. We come against the enemy with the power and the authority that you have given to us, and we rebuke any and all problems as it relates to our relationship with you. Father, I ask that the spirit of God will continue to lead your people and continue to make us the servants that we need to be in these days. Thank you, Father. And it is so. And it is done in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. And we're getting ready to close. Thank you so very much. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, where he speaks the truth to help keep you on point in your life. Be blessed.